What's up, Freedom Fighters? So today I wanted to talk about a book I've actually been reading called Business Secrets from the Bible, uh, which is written by Rabbi Daniel Lapin. I hope I pronounced his last name correctly, but it's L-A-P-I-N. And I just wanted to share some of my thoughts about it. Um, but before I do, I'm really curious as to how you think about money. And I know a lot of people, especially in Western industrialized nations, have some false beliefs about money, uh, which which are originally set in from some conservative, misinterpreted teachings from the Bible. Uh, the phrase that we've probably all heard from the First Timothy's book in the Bible is, money is the root of all evil. And uh, pretty much everybody, in at least in the U.S., has heard that phrase at least once. But it's actually taken out of context and is only part of the actual sentence because the whole sentence from that passage in the Bible reads, the love of money is the root of all evil. Again, it's the love of money. So today I'm going to talk about how it's actually your duty to create profit in business and why it's the most spiritual thing you can do during your human existence. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Money, Love, and Freedom Podcast, where you'll develop the mindset and skills to create a life of total abundance. From business and wealth to love and sex, discover what it takes to live a life of freedom on your terms. And now, your host, Coach George Wang. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Money, Love, and Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Coach George Wang. And today I want to talk about business and spirituality and why running a business and profiting from it is the most spiritual thing you can do. Now, let me say first that when I talk about business, it pertains to you, whether you're a business owner, a solo freelancer, or, or even an employee. No matter what, consider yourself being in business for yourself. Because let's, let's think about this for a second. If you're a W-2 employee, meaning you work for somebody else, what do you do? How did you get that job? You get a skill set, then you take that skill set, you bring it to the job marketplace, and then you find a single customer. This single customer is your employer, and then they pay you. Now, if you're a business owner or a freelancer, what do you do? You take your skill sets, and then you produce a product or a service, and you bring it to the marketplace. And now the public is your customer, and then they pay you. Do you see the similarity here? So just get that. When I talk about business in this episode, I'm talking to you. Whether you're the founder of a corporation and have thousands of employees and customers, or you're an employee yourself, and you just have one customer, your employer. Also, like I said, this is going to be about why business is the most spiritual thing you can do. And I talk, I'm not talking about spirituality. And let's just forget about religion for a quick second, because I'm, I am going to be making some biblical references today. 
But again, this isn't an episode on religion. It's not about Christianity. It's not about Hinduism, Judaism, Buddhists, or, or anything of that sort. Rather, I just want to make a parallel between what's written in the Bible and to our Western world. And, and the reason I, I think this is important is because while, yes, in the United States, we do have a clear separation of church and state. However, our laws, our values, and our customs are all based around Christian principles and teachings. And if you don't believe me, go try to legally marry more than one person. It will not happen. Why? Because in the Christian religion, marriage is between one man and one woman. But this isn't the case in all religious teachings. However, it was a Christian teaching and it was brought into our legal system. The year that I'm recording this right now is 2020. Why is it 2020? Because we started counting years forward as of Jesus's death. So whether or not we want to admit it or acknowledge it, our society and this world even is built largely based off of Christian values. And that's why I want to make the parallel comparison between a lot of these values that we've been taught and given and to what maybe the Bible actually says about business, profit, and wealth. Because some of what we've been taught has been false and doesn't match what's actually written in the books. So that was kind of a long disclaimer on what we're getting into in this episode. And the reason why I think this is important is because I don't want people to confuse what I'm going to say today with me pressing a religion on you or on anyone or anything like that. Uh, if you want to know, for the complete record, I was raised in a Christian home. However, I consider myself now a spiritual being having a human experience. And I'm not entirely convinced that there's a man in the sky with a beard who is going to throw us into hell for breaking one of his rules. But I do 100% believe that there is a universal consciousness, a universal connection that connects us all. I happen to call this universal consciousness God. But regardless of what you call it, I do believe that there is an energy that connects all of us, living and dead, animals and human. I believe all animals have a consciousness, but only us humans are aware of our consciousness. And because we are aware of our consciousness, we are also able to be aware of our spirituality. And because we have this awareness of our spirituality, we have a greater responsibility to all of life because of it. Okay, so now let's get on to what we're about to talk about. And the two main topics and the two main things I want to get into today are why building a business is actually a spiritual endeavor and also why, you know, doing nothing, just relaxing and being like a reclusive drifter is probably the most selfish thing you could do and the least spiritual thing that you could do in life. So uh, let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about why, you know, building a business is a spiritual endeavor. So first, let's let's think about what your creator has done. Whether you believe in God, Shiva, Buddha, 
a universal oneness or anything else like that, one constant amongst all spiritual teachings is that there is some source of creation. Something, someone, God, the universe created everything that we know in the physical world. In the Old Testament, which are the teachings of the Jewish religion, it says that God created man in his image. Again, I'm using these books and these texts because this is where a lot of our Western world is based off of. So, in the Old Testament, which again are the teachings of the Jewish religion, it says God created man in his image. And that means if we as humans are created in the image of God and God created everything around us, then it also means that it is our responsibility and our duty to also create. And now we have to think about who was God creating for in the Bible? All living things, but especially us humans. So if we are to follow in God's footsteps, then it's our duty and our responsibility to create, to produce, and to create and produce for others around us, not necessarily for ourselves, right? God didn't create the world so that he could profit and be happy and joyful and, and live up in the heavens and, and have a, a party for himself. No, he created the world for our benefit. Therefore, we must also create for the benefit of other humans. And this creation, this creating for other people, this is exactly what you do when you are in business, you are creating something for someone else. If, if you have a dollar or any kind of bill in your pocket right now, if it's easy and convenient for you, I would like you to take it out. If, if you don't have a bill in your pocket, you can just imagine you're holding a dollar or even a hundred dollar bill. Who cares, right? But looking at this bill, I want you to think about how this bill came to be in your possession. How did you get this $100 bill? I am almost 100% sure that you listening to this now did something good for someone else to get that bill. Perhaps you provided a service to a customer or a client, or you did some really good work for your employer and they gave you money as a reward. So in other words, you did something good for someone else. See, there, there are a lot of people out there who think that getting money is somehow wrong or bad or greedy. But have you ever noticed that the people who say these things usually, number one, don't have a lot of money and more importantly, are usually not very willing to work hard for it? In other words, they're not willing to go out and serve their fellow human beings to their maximum capacity. Because at the end of the day, for all of us, right, for you, Freedom Fighter, for me, money is not the goal. If money was your only goal, then yes, that might be considered evil. Because again, from the Bible in 1 Timothy, it reads, the love, again, the love of money is the root of of all evil. So if you went after it just for the sake because you love money, then yes, that is evil. So is the love of chocolate cake. Because if you love chocolate cake so much that you eat nothing but chocolate cake 10 times a day, then you'll be unhappy, unhealthy, 
and unattractive to most people. And that also is evil because you're not taking care of yourself. You're not taking care of the gift that your creator gave to you, which is this human body and this human experience. The same happens when someone loves money so much that they're willing to swindle people out of it. You know, they thre- they're now threatened with going to jail. They have to hide what they're doing from their, hello humans, from their fellow humans. And then they essentially live a life of solidarity, right? This is the exact opposite, actually, of being spiritual. They live alone. But spirituality is about being with other people, connecting, supporting, nurturing them, helping them through things, helping them through specialization and cooperating with them. And this is done through business and from the need and the wantingness and the pouring out of your heart and your love to go serve your fellow humans. And because you provide such a great service to your fellow man, then you are then greatly rewarded for it. So I just want to make that distinction. There's nothing wrong with having a lot of money. It is the intention behind it. Did you go out? Did you want to work so hard and you wanted to serve your fellow human beings that the money just couldn't come? Like it just, it just had to come. It just, you just couldn't stop it because you provided such a great service for it. Let's take an example of two people just, just to compare and to see how you can actually go out and help and serve other people. The two people I would like to, to compare are Mother Teresa and Bill Gates. I would argue, first of all, that both of them helped a lot of people, right? But who helped more? How many people did Mother Teresa help? Thousands and thousands of people. I mean, she was an incredible woman. She's actually my mom's hero and her idol. And, and again, Mother Teresa helped thousands of people and she was rewarded handsomely for it in the way that she wanted to be rewarded. She wanted to see the smiles on other people's faces and having her message and her work be spread farther. And she was rewarded for it and helped thousands of all of people along the way. Now let's talk about Bill Gates, who was once the richest man in the world. He's helped billions, billions of people because through his company, which helped pioneer the digital age, first with AOL, allowing us to communicate with our loved ones around the world through email, you know, creating the Internet Explorer, which made room for Chrome and then Google to come about, where we can now, if we ever have an issue, anything at all, from a minor cut to getting a flat tire, we can easily pull out a device and look online and find a solution in an instant which was never, ever possible before in the history of human civilization. If this were 100 years ago and I had some weird illness, some weird symptoms going on, and I, the doctor was on the other side of town and I had to write him a letter to get him over here, I mean, it would be incredibly hard to get the right kind of treatment that I needed. But today I can just pull out my phone, pull out Google, and boom, it's there. And Bill Gates paved the way for a lot of this to happen. So again, what would, ha- what would our life be like if we didn't have these things, if we didn't have these conveniences now, this technology that Bill Gates built for us? Our lives would be a lot harder than it was 100 years ago. Not only that, because he's created so much wealth and has amassed so many rewards for his good work, now he's created the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which has pumped 
hundreds of millions of dollars into helping the world protect itself and push the fight against viruses. And right now, they are knee-deep in helping us to battle COVID, which is affecting the entire world. Now, I would like to ask you a question. Which one of these two people is better? My answer to that question is, I'm not sure. Better is not really a judgment for me to make because they both helped people in the way that they knew how to. And that's the one thing I want to press to you. It doesn't matter what your method of serving is as long as you go out and serve other people. Now, I can say, though, is that I don't know which one's better. I think they're both equal because I think they both helped people in the way that they wanted, in the way that they knew how to help people. But it is without a doubt in my mind, though, that Bill Gates helped more people than Mother Teresa did. And he was rewarded for it. And so what if he has a jet and a giant mansion? If you helped a billion people, I would hope that you have a jet, too. And you want to know why? Because in purchasing that jet, he still was helping other people. He paid someone to build him the jet. The person who was hired then paid mechanics and engineers. And then those mechanics and engineers went on to feed their families. So commerce, business, helping other people, creating is the most spiritual thing you can do in your human lifetime because it has the longest and the farthest reach to help others. And the key to remember is that your focus is on serving your fellow living being. And by working hard and serving others, you yourself, because you go out and serve and help other people, will become a happier person in the process. Because doing the opposite, doing a nothing and expecting someone else to provide everything for you leaves you to a life of despair and unhappiness, right? Let's think about it. Let's compare the opposite for a moment. You would think that some, having someone else take care of all your needs, you don't have to work, you don't have to do anything, you just sit there and consume, 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 and have money given to you would lead to happiness, to joy, and to total fulfillment, right? I mean, that's what people think about. Oh, I want to win the lottery, yada, 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 right? Let, I want to get something for not doing anything. And that's going to lead to happiness. By that logic, we would expect people on welfare to be the happiest people in the world. Excluding people with either a mental health or a physical disability, okay? we would expect that people who are on welfare to be so thankful to the government for providing for their needs. They would be so joyful and just be so willing to say thank you to everybody. Thank you to all the taxpayers for providing me a living, for providing me money. Thank you, government, for putting this program together where we take money from the taxpayers and give it to me. Thank you. Thank you, government. Thank you, taxpayers. That's what we would expect if that were true, right? But is that what happens? Or is it the opposite? Do you see the people on welfare? Have you ever noticed that they sometimes have the most disgust and the most hate for everyone else around them? They're usually very, very unhappy. 
because they're not working. They're not serving. They're not creating. You see, by creating, you help yourself the most. See, these people think that the key to happiness is to consume, to take from somebody else. I take more, you have less. But we can clearly see that those who consume and only consume are some of the most unhappy in the world. And they say things like, business owners are greedy. Why should they make so much money? And why do they get everything? They're so greedy. It's not fair. Yet they never, you know, they're noticed too. The interesting thing is that they never say that about a top football player or a top basketball star or a top movie star. You know, they say like, why does the CEO or why does this business leader make $20 million a year and makes 100 to 1,000 times more than the janitor and they get mad about it? Yet they never complain about the fact that a quarterback who makes $20 million a year and is making 100 to 1,000 times more than the groundskeeper for the team, they never complain about the quarterback. Why is that? Because with the quarterback, they can see very clearly the difference. They can see and tell that the quarterback has a skill set they don't have. The quarterback can throw farther. He can move faster. He has this athletic ability that they don't have. But then they look at a business leader And they say, well, what do they do? All they do is sit around, make phone calls, and tell other people what to do. Why do they earn so much? And then they call these business leaders greedy. Yet, our most famous business leaders are some of the most generous people in the world. And a high, very, very high percentage of all the nonprofit foundations are out in the the world today are either started by business leaders or funded by these business leaders. So it doesn't make sense, right? See, these people who do nothing but consume don't see the spiritual nature of what the business leader does. The business leader has worked hard over the years to create connections with other people. They've worked hard to develop their skills, develop their network, and create products and services that benefit humanity so that everybody wins. See, in business, everybody wins. If your toilet breaks, what do you do? You call a business leader in the community who fixes toilets. The business leader comes to your house, fixes the toilet, and then you pay them. And then you both benefit. You both win. You now have a fixed toilet that you didn't know how to fix before, and the business leader has taken a profit that they can now use to feed their family, donate to charities, and create more services that will benefit humanity. Now, contrast that. What does the able-bodied, healthy person who can work but chooses not to and stay on welfare? They get a free check every month from the government So they do win, they do benefit, but does anyone else benefit? The answer is very simply no. The public at large has to pay higher taxes. The government is burdened with extra bureaucracy. And the children of these people who are willing to work, can work, or sorry, not willing, not willing to work, but they can work, but they choose not to, their children, their grandchildren, and their families are given an example of how 
to become a non-functioning human, a person who does not contribute to society. See, even the person receiving welfare is actually hurt in the long term because they have a diminished self-esteem from not producing, from not contributing. And that's what leads to this perpetual unhappiness. Because in this arrangement, only one person benefits and it's only a little bit because there's a lot of pain that comes along with it, a lot of unhappiness. Because you see, happiness doesn't come from consuming. It comes from creating, from cooperating with your fellow human beings, from getting together with others or by yourself to produce a product or a service or helping you know, your company, if you do that, if you're an employee, to go out and create something that goes out and benefits other humans, other living beings. Mother Teresa made less money than any person on welfare today. But because she dedicated the latter part of her life to serving other humans, she died one of the most fulfilled, joyous people that I could ever imagine. She got her rewards for going out and serving others. So think about this as you go through your week, your day, your life, Freedom Fighter. Ask yourself, how can I serve more? How can I create more? If you're an employee for a company, look at what you're doing and just marvel at the wonder. How beautiful, how incredible it is. Can I be a part of this great company that creates something that benefits other humans or humanity as a whole? Even if you're going, even if your job is to benefit the environment, that helps us humans. If your work is to around creating more fairness or, or more quality for the animal population, that benefits our human civilization as well because it keeps the ecosystem intact. And when you create for someone else, whether it's the public or your employer, you accept your rewards as a spiritual gift for your spiritual acts. And the more spiritual acts you do to serve humanity, the more spiritual rewards you will receive. Life is spiritual. Business is spiritual. Your rewards are spiritual. Do this and you're living a life, a spiritual life of freedom on your terms. Thank you so much for listening today. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please go and do that now. I would really appreciate it if you could leave a rating or review And also share this podcast with someone you know, whether it be a friend, a family member, or other contributor to society. And until next time, Freedom Fighter, take care, be safe, and we'll be back next Monday.